I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub. This is a friendly local food hub. It's based in Bermondsey. It's run by our very own Kelly Webster of the Mill Lionesses, a very well-known Mill fan. They do need supplies, dear listeners. Before we get into the show today, they have posted they need tinned meat, they need toiletries, they need soup, they need tin fruit and veg. If you can help in any way, they are on Twitter, at Lions Food Hub. DM them, you can DM me at Actong Millwall, and I'll pass on any help and information that we can. Lions Food Hub, at Lions Food Hub. Thank you for listening. Now back to the show. You're listening to Actong Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no sandwich. Good morning, dear listeners. Welcome to Easter Saturday. Is there such a thing as Easter Saturday? I think we need a, a theologian on the show to answer that question. But we instead we have uh, a welcome return guest, Mr. James Blewett. Welcome to the show, James. Hello, Nick. Good to be here. Thank you. Yeah, we're speaking, obviously, in the aftermath of yesterday's Good Friday um, crucifixion at the Den of Rotherham, um, a 1-0 win. I spoke, had the chance to speak to Aaron Paul, Radio 5's Aaron Paul, last night in the immediate aftermath of the game from one of the most glamorous locations possible that are outside the kebab shop on Ilderton Road. So I'm just going to cut over now and listen to my piece with Aaron from yesterday. Achtung, Milbal. Big welcome on the show to our regular roving Radio 5 reporter, Mr. Aaron Paul, who's been at the den this afternoon. How are you doing, Aaron? Yeah, I join you from the salubrious corner of uh, of Ilderton Road. I'm outside the Ince Kebab House, which is doing a, a roaring trade, Nick, on this Friday night. I'm telling you, is they it? are busy. Whoa, there's always a demand. Always a demand, I suppose, isn't there? Um, do, do, do you ever frequent the Mill House? I, I, not so much. Not so much. I, I don't mind a kebab. One, it's once in a blue moon for me. Mate. Are, are you a, an aficionado of the kebab? I like a homemade sort of kebab. I mean, I've looked at it. I won't be frequenting there today. You know, we've, we've got a better dinner plan. But, yeah. you know, I might have to pop in. I'd love some listeners' reviews of the old mill house. Is it any good? You know, because I look at the sign, it says, kebabs, burgers, chicken takeaway. Now, <laughs> when you've got, an in, you know, an establishment that has sort of, you know, that, that has all these sorts of varieties of cuisine. Yeah. It often leads to like a, a yeah. reduction in quality in comparison to you know the offering. 
So I'd, I'd love to know from listeners, what is the quality like? Is it any good? What are we dealing with here? Okay, well, that's that's one that's one for the listeners. I, I can't answer that question, but what do we make of the... Uh, is, is it like a kebab van that you got there? Or is it, is it, is it a, a one... Well, no, you... it's the mill house on the corner of Alderton Road, you know, next to Greg's. Oh, oh, there. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. So listeners do tell us of your thoughts on the Millhouse Kebab House. Um, these, these are the questions that are going to weigh heavy on our mind over the long summer ahead. Aaron, I mean that was that was a funny old game today. It was it was it, it was Millwall in a nutshell. Some good, some bad, and some indifferent, wasn't it? It was a game of two halves. Yeah, do you know what? More there's more positives than negatives there. Well, that's one thing I'll say. There's a lot more positives than there were negatives. Firstly, Billy Mitchell and Danny McNamara were were very very good. Yeah, very very good. Danny McNamara is a real quality player. Prospect and a half. Got to make sure yeah. he's tied up hard on a contract. Yeah. You know, I know he has signed a new contract, hasn't he? I believe he signed one recently. So um, yeah. the club have got their got. You know, I mean, he's really developed. I thought that today he's one oh. of the, one of the standout players. Um, I mean, I was talking to you. I was talking to you, chaps, and saying, yes, I love Marlon, but Danny Mack is more composed. He feels, yeah, more composed, more calm, more assured. Yeah. Whereas Marlon, you get blood, gut, thunder, bang, you know, like he's a he's a direct sort of attacking fullback. Danny Mack, it just feels like he he takes a bit more time to reflect and then does his job. It, it's 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 good. I really really like him. I like the look of Billy Mitchell as well. He looks really tricky on that far side, and and he could be a, a long term sort of solution on that far side. Next year in the championship could be very good to him, unless uh, good for him unless. You know, they decide to stick him out on loan. I think he'd be very, very good in the championship. Strange game today. I mean, obviously, Rotherham came into the game desperate for points, absolutely desperate. But the first half was a strange affair, I thought. It had the very end-of-season feeling from the Millwall perspective. But, um, well, yeah, I mean, look, there's seven there's Well, there was eight games earlier today. Eight games to go. They're, they're just they're waiting for this season just to peter out and fizzle out and, and sort of regroup and let the... You know, get the scaffolding up and get going really, yeah. with with the rebuild. Um, you know, with Rotherham, they they came into today with I think it's four games in hand over Birmingham, and you know they're three points behind Birmingham, and and now they're probably sat thinking shit. You know, we should have got something out of that point, hopefully three, and and clawed our way out of it. I still make them the favourites to get out of it. They seem to have uh, some I, some drive about them, Aaron. I thought they had yeah, something. Absolutely. They're unlucky today. I think they will class themselves as unlucky to go home empty-handed. I mean, you can tell why they're down there. They don't. Yeah. They're not clinical enough. Very much like Millwall. They've scored the same amount of goals as Millwall. They've scored thirty-eight goals. Millwall scored thirty-nine goals. Now it was thirty-eight earlier, but you know, Millwall scored thirty-nine goals. You can, you can, you can really see what their issue is there. And and they play a three-five-two. They're physical. They're in your face. They're good. Although, if I'm honest with you, I think Millwall's version of the 3-5-2 today was actually better. They pressed hard. They closed down gaps. You know, one thing I'll tell you is, is Millwall actually didn't do too bad at all. And and you've got to give sort of a bit of credit to, to Gary Rout and Co. after the international break to come back and, 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 and put on a half-decent performance. Um, yeah, I agree with you. The first half was just a bit of a... first half was very weird. Very, yeah. very weird. I mean, a, a very good save from Bart Bilkowski kept, uh, it was a header on goal, I think, which he batted around the post towards the end of the first half. It was probably the standout, standout moment. Otherwise, it felt very much like, um, you know, 
batting the uh, batting the uh, the day out really at the end of a cricket match. But the second half was much more lively, much more interesting to watch. And with mean, fair play to Rotherham, they did try and take the game to us, and they 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 had a number of penalty shouts, um, none of which looked very strong to me. But I suppose on other days you you see those kinds of uh, decisions given, and the one in the end that they did get. I thought was didn't look a very strong shout. I don't know how you saw the penalty. I, I mean, look, we didn't have the benefits of, of, of a replay that you guys do have with with our followers. We just we get what we're given, really. Um, mm. uh, I thought they should have had one in the first half as well. Did you? I thought they should have had one. First okay. Half. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I think it was fair to pen. I mean, look, I haven't had the chance to replay. So no. Okay. First half, that's it. But you know, they 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 stuck themselves about the thing is. I think the referee was actually quite poor. If you look at the referee's performance over the whole game, he was poor. He, he failed to make big decisions. There was that one moment where Ryan Woods was just brought down completely in the midfield. Then Woods, he gets up, mm. runs, you know, and chases someone down and then, and then goes to the ball as well and, 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 and sort of gets reprimanded for it. It was very, very, very strange, you know, like just... Yeah, the referee, not the best performance. He took his time over the penalty as well. He waited and waited and waited, looked at the, the assistant, even with the red card. If you watch him, he waits, looks at the assistant, looks back and goes, actually, yeah, I'm going to make a decision. It was like he had sort of like some sort of delay, you know, a 10 second delay on, on, on his thinking. Yeah, I mean, I think that was him totting up the other um, shouts that he hadn't given. I think he... You know, I think you're right, poor referees in the end. I mean, the previous incidents have nothing to do with the one that's just in front of you. And I think that there was a, an adding up process going on in those 10 seconds whilst he made that decision. Could have been crucial. Obviously, the Lions led from a wonderful Jed Wallace goal. He produces these moments of inspiration, Aaron, from, you know, um, that take your breath away. He can frustrate at times, Jed, but when he does get it right, Jesus, he's a, he's a strong strong finisher and a spectacular I mean, one as well. You know, he, he, he kicked the turbo in against Richard Wood, their, their centre-half, and it got, got Wood sent off, you know. Yeah. Um, and let's be fair, he probably would have scored if he'd, if he'd, be, if he'd played through and, and carried on. But um, he was brought down. But, geez, what a goal, man. What a goal. You know, he just... I, I said on the radio, I'm surprised the ball didn't explode. He hit it that hard. He lashed the ball towards goal. There's only one place he's hitting it as well. That's top corner. Yeah. Uh, who went for top corner before? Was it Danny Mack or Mac, Mason Danny Bennett? Mac. Yeah, good opportunity. Danny Mack went for top corner. Nearly got over. it. over. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant save. Yeah. Um, minutes before, it was actually it was actually Danny who 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 who, who you know shot towards the top corner, but a fantastic save by the goalkeeper. And then yeah, just a, a real real solid goal. I I mean for me, after the red card, what was disappointing is is that obviously Mill scored, but then. You know, the disappointing part for me was that Gary Rad didn't instantly go, right, shit, bring three on, let's go 4-3-3 or 3-4-3, whatever it is, and let's go and attack them. Let's go and win this properly and, and, and knock some goals in and sort of try and get people's confidence up. Bod Varson, come on. Oh, geez, it was, it was just, you know, someone, who's, someone who knows their time's up felt so shit. Him. So Hall offered very little. He looks like someone who just can't wait to get back to um to his, uh, up to West Brom. Yeah, um, West Brom. You know, he'll probably get a game. Let's be fair, he'll probably get games next season at West Brom um, when they come they come down for the Premier League. Um, you know, Bradshaw's completely out of favour. It's it's just a real strange sort yeah of the, circumstances. The fixation with John Daddy, I, I don't get because there there are other choices available. Um, but he. 
Rowett, he um, seems to be fixed on on John Daddy. I, I don't fully get that. Maybe there are things that you don't see in his game that are not apparent. I don't know. Um, Zohor obviously coming back after after injury. I think that was his first run out today. So um, you know, in a couple of moments we look physically strong. Um, but obviously, the, I, th- I thought the game would turn on the red card, Aaron, and and it kind of did because Rotherham, in fairness, and raised their game. They were. They were, you know, as as so often happens, the ten men played like eleven, and they they really caused us to look a bit panicky at times. I think that's what I meant about the other side of the coin for me. Were you? They were always going to try and sort of, you know, stick it in the mixer and and, and try and upset things. But I, again, as I mentioned on radio, when you are putting someone up against Jake Cooper, Hutch in the first off, obviously we'll cut onto him. Yeah. Um, Hutch, and then and then you know Alex Pierce and Murray Wallace. You've got to be big. You've got to be strong. You've got to be good because they are they're, they're big, big boys. Especially Jake Cooper and Marshall's the bat line very, very well. It, it was a funny one from Rotherham. You've got a, a great keeper in, in Bart as well who who can oh, pull absolutely. off saves. And that that save from the header, by the way, was unreal. You know what a save! Getting low down, even at his age. What is he? Thirty-three. Yeah, 33. yeah, yeah. He's come towards his midpoint thirties. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's he's aging like a fine wine, Nick. He's like yourself, you know, aging <laughs> like a fine wine. Uh, um, you know, as many of our, our female listeners will, will agree. And some of our male, maybe, you know. But, um, well, you know, we, we, uh, we were open to, uh, you know, all listeners on this show. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, but, you know, he, he 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 really, really put on a show today, Bart Belkoskin. That penalty save as well. I know we're going to get onto it, but wow, what a save. It wasn't. I mean, I, I actually, um, it's a good point you're making because I thought at the time that the headed uh, save, I mean, it's hard to, to put one that's superior to the other. A penalty is a penalty and the other one was an open play situation. But to get down for that headed chance, which was bottom bottom left-hand corner, if memory serves, and to get it pushed around the post was was top, top work. Um, and then, of course, the match-saving um, save for the penalty. We take Bart's brilliance um almost for granted Aaron and I, I think when you see him set against many other goalkeepers in in that in especially in this championship division he's a standout I mean how he's not making the Polish national team in the other the, the Polish player that we had in the week for in, against England must be some goalkeepers all I can think of because Bart is as good as you're gonna get I think I don't know what more you can do do you know what it is Nick I'll say one thing that lacks in his game yeah. one thing that everyone wants these days he can't play with his feet. No, no, he's you know he he's not he's not a sweeper keeper. He's not someone who'll pick it up and will play it from the back. But then again, he don't need to be a middle because they don't play it from the back. We don't play it. You thankfully, know, one thing I'll thankfully, say, you know, yeah, yeah oh, thankfully, I, I can't stand it. I'm I'm not a fan at all. You know what I love today is him just bowling the ball out. You know, at pace. The sad thing is, is there's a load of players because you're such a mismatch in that squad. You got a load of players who don't know whether to take it forward. <laughs> to, to, to stop, hammer time, look around, what they're doing, you know, am I going left, am I going right? And so the attack dies, it fizzles up, we've crossed the halfway line. Well, you're, but, you're right about Bart not being good, with, not being the best with his feet, shall we put it that way. But mm. he's been, he was given one or two passes back today where he needed to be on his toes. So, you know, he's, I take... Well, yeah, I know, but if you yeah. see what he did with them... Look what he did with him. Well, he put him into touch. Well, yeah. <laughs> Cleared him into touch and that was it. But, you know, clubs want a keeper that can play with his feet. And, yeah, and he don't yeah. play with his feet. And do you know what? 
I'm kind of glad he doesn't play with his feet because it means that people aren't going to come and try and poach him. Yeah, right. I mean, certainly, certainly in, the, in his prime for the Lions. Let's hope he's got a few years yet left in him at, at Millwall because he, he's a match-winning goalkeeper and they're rare, rare commodities. Mm. Um, and it finished 1-0, of course, in the end after a bit of a harem scare him along the way. Um, it's an, it was an interesting game overall. I mean, the second half really saved it. The first half, I thought, was pretty drab and the second half. Actually, you had good game. Second half, it become end to end. Yeah, at one point it become end to end, and that was it was interesting to watch. It was fascinating to watch. You know, with Millwall, like sometimes you just think, "What the fuck are you doing?" The amount of crosses that were put into the box, great, cool. Who's on the end of them? You're not playing a striker. Mason Bennett is is not an out and out, you know, forward. Even he'll admit that he's one of them forwards that drifts off, you know, drifts off the left, comes he's in off the right, whatever man, it is. Yeah. And a good one. I like he, him. I thought he played yeah, well. Yeah, he, you know what? He, mate, he, he was good. He, Mason Bennett was good today. He, he was direct with his running and stuff, which is great. And I've got to shout out Conor Mahoney as well. If only yeah. for that chance at the end. You know, he did all the hard work. The footwork was unreal. And you just feel, if there is a full cold blow lane, but, you know, behind him, he's, they're sucking that ball into the net and they'd strike that just a bit better. And that magic little drop of the shoulder that sold the dummy. Oh. On the, those are the moments, Aaron. That's why you watch football for me. I mean, those are the beauty moments and um, Connor can do it. I mean, let's let's hope he can produce the consistency as which has always been the criticism. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, on a side note, Sean Hutchinson left the den on crutches. Yeah. Yeah, he landed awkwardly, it looked like, on, on the um, on the eye follow. Yeah. Like he came down on his ankle. Um Let's keep our fingers crossed. I doubt that he'll be playing Monday. Maybe not for a few weeks yet, given the nature of the season now. But he, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't look very happy when he was sat on the floor. No, in. no, no. I saw him leave the den on crutches. He wasn't walking too great. Let's just say that. So, uh, you know, best of luck to uh, to him. Touch. For, well, welcome uh, back, for, Alex for Pierce. Welcome back, Alex Pierce, for the remainder of the season. And we'll see. Yeah, a bit more, my Alex Pierce. You know, he's not he's not someone who's who's terribly loved by by. He didn't by do too bad today. He didn't do too bad when he came on. I thought he did okay by his Alex Pierce standards. So the, the, the question is, Nick, does Gary Rowe go to a back four then? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't seem terribly. Um, he doesn't seem terribly flexible at times, Gary Rowe. He has, he has set responses, like a set menu, isn't it? You know, you get what you get, and that's. No matter what the situation, you know you're going to see John Daddy at some point, and you're going to have this back three, and and it doesn't. That menu, you're thinking of the Millhouse, aren't you? <laughs> and that kebab. <laughs> Are you going in for one, mate? Are you going to go and get yourself one before you take no, the drive? No. Well, no, no, no. We we got a bit of dinner tonight, so otherwise I would have. I would. I mean, look, I'm going to wait for some of the listeners' reviews. Yeah. All right. I'll wait for some of the listeners' reviews. If they recommend it, then absolutely, we'll. We'll have to have an outing, an acting outing. Well, that will be for when, once once we're all jabbed up and we're all back in the summertime. Post August, let's hope we can maybe check it out. And we'll put out a podcast based purely in and around the Millhouse kebabs. That's that's the way to yeah, take that. Absolutely, I think. absolutely. Okay, oh, Neil Harris is in the house to, today. That was an interesting guest, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Neil was uh, Neil was watching from the uh, the back of the Barry Kitchener stand. Just interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I spoke to him for the game and. He said he was just happy to be out, you know, and and just happy to be out and about. I think he's he's I a bit we'll, bored. He's, I think we all know that feeling. I imagine he must be. He's been in football all of his life, really, isn't he? And then for it to stop. Well, it. yeah, you know, you th- you think about it. He hasn't been unemployed for for a lot of his life. No, you know, no. For, for the majority of his life. And um, I think I think just going to football gives him sort of something to do. He was. He looked well, though. One thing I say about Neil, he looked really, really well. 
um, just happy to be, yeah. to be sort of there and, you know, so I'm catching up with Ryan Lennon for the game and just chatting to a couple of others and, sort of, you know, just, yeah, it was it was nice to see him. And I, I, I made sure I said that to him, you know, it was really nice just to see him up and happy and about and just, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Back at his, back at his spiritual home, I, I know that, you know, obviously the football management has its ups and downs, but Neil Harris is a Mill legend and always will be. So it's nice to see him back at the dinner. Does it... You know, I mean, I, this week we've seen Sergio Aguero be awarded a statue by Manchester City. Does Neil Harris deserve a statue? It's an interesting point. We're not really, we never, we don't really, not big on statues at the den, are we? I don't know uh, we've ever had one or ever. Well, other other clubs do it, but we never seem to um, have got it together. I mean, I don't know. You, you, statues are a thing for when you you're gone, so maybe not during your lifetime. You shouldn't have a statue. I think. Are they? they? I mean, there's a few people with statues who are still alive. Thierry Henry. Yeah. Alex Ferguson. I don't is, know. There, is, is, there, is, is, there's is, an etiquette. Is, there's um, an etiquette of statues, isn't there? Is is Thingy Morecambe? Is it? Is it Eric Morecambe? Yeah, he's dead. Eric, yeah. Eric Morecambe. Eric Morecambe. Is he dead? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, there are other Billy Bremner. You know, there's there's. Um, Thierry Henry. He's got a statue. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a bit like having a blue plaque put on the wall. You know, it's generally done after your. Your life has your race has been run, you know. So um, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's one for the listeners, Aaron. That's one for the listeners, mate. Absolutely, absolutely. Be, I mean, you know, Neil Harris statue. I don't think many people will complain about that at all. That's Millwall. People will always complain about things, but yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> Take care on your drive home, Mister Paul, and enjoy um, you, your meal you. later on. And yeah, I will, mate. I will. I'm a bit tired. I bet you are. All right, mate. Well, listen, we'll catch up soon. Thank you. Huge thank you to Aaron Paul for joining us. Hot foot from the den from outside the the Greg's Stroke Millhouse Kebab House on Ilderson Road. Big thank you to Aaron. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. If you're enjoying Aftel Mill Podcast, then why not help us grow the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? 
We'd love it. Love it. If you visit the Apple link in the show notes and leave us a rating and a review. Achtung Mule is the number one podcast broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey. No show sponsors, no Patreon, and no TikTok accounts. Thank you, dear listeners, and as always, Arrivederci Mule. Welcome back to the show after that um, highly glamorous location piece there from Alan. Um, big welcome back to the show to, to James once again. James, we were just speaking off air about Millwall and drifty end-of-season affairs where nothing much seems to be at stake. And yet, I was just looking at the league table, we're only seven points off the money on in six spot, aren't we? Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> Can't help it. Can't help it. Um, it was a strange, grindy win yesterday. How did you find it? I... I, I, I I'm I'm still split as to whether I enjoyed it or not yesterday. I, I can't quite make my mind up. I I thought it was a bit of a slog, to be honest. Uh, I yeah. thought the uh, it wasn't like a lot of uh, the games under Rowett this season. Really, it wasn't an easy easy watch, uh, no. but it was effective. You know, I remember George Graham's teams were never uh, particularly easy on the eye, um, and uh, uh, and and he, he you know the table doesn't lie to use the old cliche, and uh, I think he's he's he's, he's Pulled off quite an achievement, really, to give us a nice, boring end of season. Yeah. Uh, given the resources we've got. Top 10 finish looks like it's on the cards, which is a, a it's a big achievement. I, I, I sometimes think, because we live in the um, the FIFA 21 age and, and, and the social media, you know, impact uh, world, um, historically, that's a really good finish for Millwall Football Club. We don't have many top 10 finishes in the, in the second flight of football. Um, and so for that to be achieved, and I think it'll be back to back if presumably we pull it off, James. I mean, that's we do seem to be we seem to be building something under our. I think there are moments yesterday where you get a hint of what that style that he's building can be, and then it falls into the kind of a, a twilight zone of nothingness, doesn't it? It's it's a very odd combination at the moment. It's a, it, I, I think he's um, I vacillate really on back Rowett. Um, I've, I've when he first came in, I thought it was a real upgrade in terms of coaching ability and tactical nous and things. As much as uh, I liked Harris, it, it, yeah. it felt like it was a positive move overall, both for Harris and for Millwall. But the uh, but there have been times this season when it has been so awful to watch, and it has, like you say, seemed like we're just kind of going down a wormhole. Really, um, I, I suppose the debate really is: is he making the best of really a pretty mediocre squad? And uh, I think one of your contributors last week said the better. The better the players you put around Ryan Wood, the better Ryan Wood looks. And mm-hmm. is it that, or or actually is he a very defensive coach who sets up a, a very deep midfield, which means our strikers look look quite isolated. I mean, I thought the match yesterday summed up so much of Millwall. Really, it, there was quite a lot of energy. It was quite high intensity. Uh, quality was really poor. Lacked composure, uh, particularly after we scored. We seemed to panic set set in. Uh, Bart saved us with a couple of uh, brilliant saves. He did. Um, and there was a moment of, uh, of, of real class from Jed Wallace, and that sort of seemed to sum us up, really. Yeah, I mean, it's been so much of the season. I, 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 my own view, and, you know, open to, to listeners to uh, contradict it, really, is that Rowett this season has not really had a full hand of cards to play. We've, we've been afflicted with injuries. I mean, we saw yesterday, James, the return of Kenneth Zohor. I know he's a lone player, but, um, you know, Conor Mahoney's back now. And you do get these little hints that there, is, there, there are real quality players that have been assembled this season. Keefton Belt came back late in the, in the day yesterday. So you get a sense of 
quality that's there. But obviously, most of the game yesterday was chasing chasing a, a kind of a, a, a Rotherham team that are desperate for points. And it was a full-on kind of scrap from their point of view. I, I thought they did quite well, to be really honest. I mean, if they had a better quality strike force, we might have, might have come away hurting from yesterday. Very similar game to the game up there actually where again they dominated most of the possession but we we again pulled off a pulled off a win yeah um i i, I agree with you about the the hand that grout's been dealt really because uh, i think our squads look really knackered and and it's really shown at the seams a bit at times with uh, the number of injuries we've been carrying uh, my son does a bit of coaching i was watching it with him yesterday and he was talking about how we seem to be playing with much more intensity after the international break and that the players seemed just a bit more energised, even though the quality wasn't really there. So uh, I remember reading Mike Calvin's um, book on coaching, uh, scouting, Nowhere yeah. Men, really, really, really interesting book. And uh, he said there are three things in a player, uh, fitness, character and technical ability. And smaller clubs like Millwall have to compromise on that. And it does feel like we've signed some quite classy players like Keaton Belt and Zahor, but they are quite injury prone. And that's, in a sense, the gamble that um, that while we've got the budget we have, Rowett's uh, taking, really. Yeah, I mean, I suppose if if they weren't injury prone, if they were able to reproduce their technical ability on a regular basis, they'd be at a higher level. So I think yeah. that's what, that's how they find themselves at South Bermondsey Station, you know, walking down Hilton Road to the, to the, to the den. After the kebab shop. <laughs> after, the, after the kebab shop, that's right. Um, I mean, there were some real standout moments. I, mean, I don't want to sound too downbeat over yesterday because, I mean, I, I, I you know, touched on... Um, Bart already. I, I, I was saying to Aaron in, in in the piece earlier on what a world class goalkeeper he can be. I, I suppose the reason he's not um, doesn't found fortune at a higher level is, um, and Aaron made this good point that um, modern goalkeepers are expected to play like outfield players at times, and he just yeah. seems to get a little bit um, wobbly at those moments. James, I mean, it's about the only criticism I can really make of him. But if if he's going to criticize, he makes three or four mistakes a season, doesn't he? Um, don't they all? Don't they all? You know, you see. But the, the balance is, I mean, he's shot stopping. That's that's particularly that save in the first half. Absolutely. When he got down low. Absolutely yeah. stunning. You know, I thought it was, and um, and you just you can feel the confidence in that defence with him behind them. Uh, I think. Absolutely. I mean, I was, I was reading the uh, Rotherham manager Paul Warren said about the penalty, the penalty save. It actually wasn't a badly struck penalty. It was a really, really good save. And sometimes you've got to take your hat off to the to the goalkeeper's ability. So I think, you know, we, we do have, albeit a late career, match-winning goalkeeper, really. I think that's that's um, that, that's quite an asset. And, you know, Jed can frustrate and he can be indulgent at times, James, but God almighty, he can produce it when he needs it as well. Oh, that's that's that was a beautifully struck goal. Um, Wonderful. I mean, the, the frustration for Jed is I think he just goes a bit Roy of the Rovers at times because he gets frustrated and he feels he's got to try and win the game on his own. And that's when his composure goes a bit, really. Um, but no, he's, he's one of the one of the best mobile players I've seen over the years down at down the den. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I got told off for not mentioning Jed yesterday on Twitter and... I do remind listeners, you only get 280 uh, characters on a, on a tweet uh, and you can't pack it all in. But uh, and maybe we take Jed for granted a little bit like we take Bart uh, Bielkowski for granted, James, because he does produce these moments of absolute top quality. And that's, that's a rarity at Den as well. I mean, we don't have many like that, do we, over the, over the years, you know? Well, and, and while we 
don't seem to have a, a, a settled uh, an effective strike force at the moment. Um, I, you know, we're really, really heavily reliant on uh, on Jed. But uh, I thought Mason Bennett played well yesterday. Yep. Well, I like him. We, yeah. we we got our seventy minutes out of him, but you know he really does put a shift in, and 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 he's uh, you know quite classy. I think used the ball intelligently. I thought uh, Danny McNamara had a really good game. Uh, yeah. There was a beautiful moment in the first half when he did a little chip over uh, and ran around a player, and you just thought, oh, that's really really good to see a young player with confidence and uh, and ability like that. Um, and like you, I thought the three subs when they came on all seemed to raise us up a level. Um, and I thought Mahoney again had a really nice moment when he um, dribbled yeah. through about three or four players. So hopefully that's the sort of positive sign of a kind of building squad, really. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the, um, the, the it's transfermarket.com. I don't know how reliable this this information is. It look, <laughs> I, I, I love to look at these things, listeners. I, 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 I can't help it. But it When's Aguero arriving? <laughs> Aguero's arriving. Um, I mean, we're just looking at the contract situation. I mean, obviously, um, some of the some of the more regular boo boys of, of for the for if the, we if we had fans on our terraces, such as uh, John Daddy and and and, and Tom Bradshaw, actually contracted to be at the den to, for next season as well. Oh, so, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, John Daddy is uh, is contracted till twenty twenty two June, and Bradshaw twenty twenty two. I mean, out of contract this summer. I just wanted to run some of these names past you, James, because I know how I feel about some of them. But um, it's always interesting to to get a second opinion. I mean, Frank Fielding in goal is is out of contract uh, at the end of June. I, I I I think Frank's greatest contribution was that that thirty odd minutes of um, play at the start of last season and get out of the way for Bart. Really, I I think he's one for the. Uh, one for the bus. No, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think I think we should try and find a, a younger, longer term uh, second uh, goalkeeper. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, Murray Wallace is out of contract in in June. I think he's a keeper. James, would you would you make Murray? A, a... I definitely keep Murray Wallace because I think he's uh, he's um, uh, he's good in central defence. He can do a job at left back. But also, you get the feeling that, um, to use that slightly corny phrase, he's one of the governors uh, from Mike Calvin's yeah. uh, family book again. And uh, and I think you need a certain level of stability at a club. And I think, uh, you know, Murray's never never lets the team down. I mean, he's he's he, you're not going to get the kind of flowing football like you get out of Malone um, mm. when he's at left back. But uh, he he certainly brings some strength to this defence. Oh, he's the ultimate Millwall squad player, the man that you want reinforcing anywhere in defensive terms that you need. He reminds me of Andy Frampton a bit. Yeah, he does have that quality. Yeah, I agree. It's a good, it's a good analogy. So I think Murray's a keeper from from both our, our perspectives there, James. I mean, you mentioned um um actually I'm just seeing that Alex Pierce, strangely, is also contracted till 2022. So um I'm hoping that he's gonna be um, more as a, a kind of an off-field mentor, stroke leader than uh, an on-field influence. But he didn't play too badly, oddly, when he came in for, for no, Hutchinson. I, my heart dropped when he went on because he's, he's oh, really God. his form's really dropped away this season. He really does look like he's showing his showing his age now. So it, it, it strikes me again. He'd he could be a good sort of player coach alongside um, Williams, Williams, and only used yeah. in emergency. I agree with that. I know my heart sank when Sean went down. I think he's he's twisted his ankle. Um, Rao, it had, there's, there's no news at the moment as to how bad Sean Hutchinson is, but um, a few weeks, I think, at the minimum, probably take us to the end of the season in, in, in to be realistic. Um, but we, you mentioned Sean, uh, Scott Malone earlier on, James, and Malone is on loan, and that loan 
expires on May the 31st. I, I think he's been a real revelation for me this season. He's been a real um, attacking presence on the left. I'd love to see him come back. I think he's um, he's the key player, actually, in some ways, in terms of Rowett's system, in, in terms of just giving so many of our um, good moves come through Malone, uh, crossing in from the left. Marlon Romeo is here until 2024. He's got the longest contract wow. that I could find on, on transfer. I as I say, I put a caveat in, listeners, I don't know how accurate this is. I mean, I'm just, it could be like some kid on a FIFA career mode that's put this together for all I know but um, anyway that's 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 that Ryan Woods is a lone player James and that loan expires on May the 31st I think he's a a controversial Marmite kind of character Ryan Woods isn't he um, I like him yeah. um, but I do understand why people get frustrated with him because um, he, he sometimes gives up possession. He doesn't tackle back. He doesn't show those qualities that often we look for in a, in a midfielder. But, but when he's got a, a settled uh, group of players around him of a certain standard, I think he's done well. You know, he's played much better since Billy Mitchell's gone in alongside him. I think he, he's a real, a real class act. I think he went to Stoke for about six million from Brentford, didn't he? he did. And I imagine yeah. that his wages are going to be pretty off the scale for us. Yeah, I mean that's going to be an interesting. Um, I mean Scott Malone will be an interesting um, story for the summertime. Um, I think Ron Woods will be an interesting story because Willie or won't he come back? I mean uh, Rowett seems to like him. I think he's looked a lot better as a more attacking yeah. um, presence. It's interesting. He's listed on here as defensive midfield, so. He's been. I think that's his lesser lesser quality, really. I think he looks much much better when he gets forward, James, and makes those passes that he can pick. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think he's limited as a defensive midfielder. He, he's, he, his energy levels aren't. He doesn't no. tackle enough. You know, he's not breaking up play. That's what you need from a defensive midfielder. Sean Williams is out of contract in in June. I think. I think Sean will go down as one of the the, the great mill servants because he's actually been around since. Um, Holloway signed him. Yeah, Holloway, 2014. So it's a long time. He's always, always... I know he gets the mickey taken out with the wand and all this business. He's a really good player. And I, I, I like Sean Williams. He's one of those people you'd want in and around your club. So I'm hoping that the coaching side of it will, will become, um, you know, more apparent. I mean, even when he does come in as a, as a cameo player these days, he still always looks... Yeah, no, okay. I'd, I'd, I'd give him another year's contract for those cameos. I think um, one of the things that has struck me is we really do seem to panic at the end of some games. And, we do. Uh, yeah. uh, we were running around like headless chickens the last 10 minutes yesterday. Uh, and uh, I think Williams is the type of player who can bring on and just calm people just, down and, yeah. you know, manage the end of the game. Absolutely. Um there's an interesting one that's out of contract for you, Jane. Ben Thompson. Ben Thompson, 2021, his contract is it up here. Now, I don't know if there's any... any. We're, I'm not privy to the site of the document, so I don't know if there's anything else that comes into it. Um, but it's going to be an interesting story, Ben Thompson, because obviously beloved of the Mill support, and he's, he's one of our own and all the rest of it. Um, I don't know if, if Rowett fancies him quite as much as, 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 the, as the support base do. Um, interesting I, Thompson's the, more, the player most who I wonder whether it's because he's being played in the wrong way or whether it's because of his ability. I, people on Twitter sort of slag him off as a League One player and I think that's uh, 
incredibly unfair. I think he's better than that. Whether mm. he can ultimately establish himself in the championship, the jury's still out of it for me. I, I, I think it's been interesting. What I didn't think Billy Mitchell had a brilliant game yesterday, but overall, watching the kind of composure that Billy's brought yeah. in since he's been in, you, he seems to be a level above uh, Ben Thompson. Um, but I remember when, when uh, I, it's perhaps a bit over the top, but I think when Harris brought him back from that loan at, um, um, uh, to Portsmouth, he was a big reason why we stayed up at that end of that season. He seemed to, and I know that Aaron described him as potentially the best number 10 in the division, you know, so I do wonder whether it's just a fit question of a, a player's face not fitting, really, uh, in terms of uh, Rowett and uh, tactics. Yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, I, I also note just looking, he's 25 years old. He's actually at a crossroads point in his football career. It's from here onwards, you know, the clock starts to tick increasingly fast, doesn't it, for Ben? So um, big choices, big decisions. I mean, Ben will have his own views. He, he will want first team football, James. He wants to be a regular. You do wonder whether perhaps him and Romeo uh, are at a stage where they need a new challenge uh, and they need a new bit of... Uh, you know, I, I mean, I like Romeo, and I think I do, that yeah. both him and Danny uh, McNamara have played much better with the competition for that right back slot, really. Um, but you know, I could see, I could see a bit of turnover of some long term players this uh, this summer. Yeah, I think there's going to be some some big big stories, so to speak, from a Millwall perspective in the in the summertime. Um, here's another willing workhorse for you, James Shane Ferguson. Shane Ferguson is is um, contract up in June the thirtieth. Um, oh, yes, I mean, but he's just not getting in. He's not getting a look. He's not in, getting the airtime. No, no. Not. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even make the bench. I mean, he um, <clears throat> over the years. I mean, he's been a really effective uh, left winger for us. I mean, I remember that cup game when he came on and completely. I think it was against, was it against Bradford? I can't remember. But turned it completely turned it around. He can play really really well. Uh, and I, there's, but there's no point in having squad players that if they're so far off the first team. What's no. the, um, the point? They've got to be either kind of moving in or or being used in those sort of cameo roles that, that the uh, the other experienced players we were talking about. No, I agree. I mean, he's, he's the eternal 75th minute substitute, isn't he? You know, if he does get a game, he's coming into it late, 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 so to speak. Um, but. Uh, I don't know. His story has been, um, I don't know why it captures my my my, uh, my heartstrings in a way, but I think because he was, he went out in the cold for so long and then he came back and it just appeals to the dramatic in me. I don't know. Um, Matt Smith is, just to conclude this little little um, screenshot that I've got here, Matt Smith is out of contract. That's going to be an interesting um, move. I, I I wonder, I wonder, because, you know, there's always this thing that Matt doesn't fit into the system, James, and, you know, he doesn't. Um, and yet, you know, get rid of Matt Smith. You're getting rid of, I don't know how many goals he scored Ten this goals. season. Ten goals. You get a shot at 10 goals, you know. I, it's the problem, I, I think it's a real dilemma for... Um... For, for Rauer, he's got uh, he's got five strikers, um, and clearly the other four are all play in a style that's more suited to his uh, yep. preferred tactics. Yeah. But Smith's the most effective scorer, and uh, I, I think you know I can. I, 
he is a one-trick pony, but he's so good at that one trick. I mean, if you whip crosses <laughs> into him, he is fantastic. Just to, you know, it's. Uh, I, I remember a QPR fan when he came over said, "For God's sakes, don't play him as a number nine. Don't start lumping the ball up to him because he's useless at that. He'll just look like a cart horse." But you whip those strikers in, and he'll uh, those, those crosses in, him, yeah. and he, he's brilliant. And I so I'd keep him, but I don't. Th I suspect Rowett might because it comes when Rowett's teams are misfiring. Everybody clamours for Matt Smith, and I wonder whether he might want to sort of change that a bit uh, that next season. Well, I, I think he, I think he aspires to, uh, you know, if he could get Aguero in, then he probably would. He would aspire to that kind of level. But um, you know, Matt Smith is our Aguero, I think. Yes. Um, and you know, it, it's it's actually a cold. Um, kind of calculation really at the end of the day because if you do get shot of Matt and you know we all know the arguments tactically but as we just said you know you're also um, saying goodbye to 10 goals and they've been <laughs> that's, that's that's not an easy decision to take I'd, I'd Even like John to Daddy got one and Bradshaw scored about three years ago I'd, uh, <laughs> I'd be very reluctant to in the door yeah I mean an eternal hell of um, of, of that John Daddy and Bradshaw as your strike force um, so it's going to be an interesting, I mean, I, I listened to a great uh, podcast, an interview he did, it wasn't particularly Millwall focused, um, about his, Matt Smith talking about his life and um, his, his, his aims, and I, he seems to be studying for a business MBA, so I wonder, and I'm, I'm trying to sell this idea, Matt, if you're listening to the show, that a nice little squad position coming on for the last half an hour of, um, you know, the championship games where we need a goal. Um, Home it's time to write his essay. <laughs> exactly. Bit of bit of work time, so if you're listening, Matt and Gary, then that's that's my 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 um my uh my my, my suggestion. Um, we saw briefly yesterday, and I don't know if we'll see him much after this season. James Kenzo Hoare. Um, I I I, I want to like Ken, but he do, he doesn't seem to. I mean, obviously the injury's not helped him, but um, when he's good, he's very good, and when he's not, he's 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 I don't know, he's indifferent, isn't he? Well, he's one of those strikers who um, I think it's probably unfair, but he just looks like he's not interested, uh, and uh, you know that uh, that doesn't endear people to a player when uh, no. when we're not when we're not really firing and we're struggling to get into the top of the game. I think he's a really good player. I think I think I think he's quality. Yeah. yeah, I remember I when he came on a was it the Preston game when he when he first came in? I thought, wow, yeah, you know. But again, he wouldn't be at Millwall if he could do that consistently. Uh, right? <laughs> Maybe he doesn't see Millwall as being the, the pinnacle of his career, possibly. I don't know. But there's, there might be a bit of reconciliation in Kenzo Hall's head needed. If, Take him if, down the kebab shop. <laughs> he hasn't seen the kebab house. And there we are. That's that's that. So if anyone who's not on that list, listeners, are contracted to be here for next season, whether you like some of that or not, is, is we, there may well be some chess moves to be made during the, the course of the summer time. Achtung, Mailball. I'd be surprised if there's an awful lot of change. Uh, there may be one or two, James, but I think the basis of the squad are, are what we, we're seeing at the moment. Yes, and reasons. I think I think you know it's going to be a weird transfer market, isn't it? Because no one's got any money, no. uh, and uh, and so it'll be a shuffling around rather than anything too dramatic. Uh, and to be honest, dramatic doesn't usually work for us when we brought in our sort of big no. squad overhauls. Normally, we're talking about it still gelling in November when the manager gets sacked. So I'd uh, I'd, I'd I'd go with a bit of stability and just add two or three more. I think replacing the obvious people we just uh, talked about. 
I mean, the other big element that's been missing this season, and it's a real Millwall element, is, of course, the fans. Um, You know, I do wonder, um, there was was a a debate online about whether Gary Rowett's style would be tolerated by fans in the stadium. And I I, I don't know, because I actually think that one thing that Millwall fans do like is a good, solid, um, crunching performance. And some of the games have drifted away from us at times. No, I mean, the, the, the presence of fans probably would have G'd the players along, I hope, anyway. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it plays next season when hopefully, um, maybe from August onwards, we're seeing increasing um, attendances. I don't know what the regulations would be in August, but certainly I'm seeing around the world now, you know, limited attendances at, at, at events. And that's that's going to be an interesting... Um, the Gary Rowett style with the Millwall uh, quality the fans. He, um, <laughs> he said uh, he said he felt cheated without the crowd. He said that was one of the main reasons he came here. But <laughs> I wonder if he'll still be I don't saying that by, uh, by November. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, we'll come back to that one, Gary. <laughs> now next season we'll see we'll see how it feels. I mean, I just want to touch on the season ticket sales with you, James. I mean, I, we were speaking before we recorded this, listeners, and I don't know if you. Also out there in in, in uh, listening uh, to the show, also struggled with it. But the I was quite taken aback by the credit that was carried forward from last year to to this season's ticket sales. I mean, if you basically if you paid for a ticket last year and you couldn't attend, this has been carried forward to 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 this season. Um, it bewildered me. I actually paid four hundred or quid for for my my ticket, James, initially, and I didn't didn't appreciate till I looked online that. People saying, "Well, I got mine for a, a, a twenty quid, thirty quid, or something." Or I, got, I paid four pounds. Yeah, um, I'm just magnificent. I don't know. I, I was trying to think of what the right words are for this gesture by John Berylson, who has been single-handedly funding the club. Obviously, um, last season, you know, I mean, there's, there's been very little coming in apart from. The- I, I was astonished by it. I thought the, uh, to be honest, given that we've had uh, season ticket holders about three. I follow access, whatever you say about that, you know, I I think it's, uh, we've been able to see every game and I, I, for me, I was going to sort of take it on the chin and uh, just accept that that's the way, you know, the pub I love is going to carry on, that we're just going to have to take the hit really. So to suddenly be given a free season ticket when there's no revenue coming in seems amazingly uh, generous to me. And, 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 you know, it does sum up, a, I mean, an amazing 14 years from him, really. I mean, I know people have got frustrated and perhaps he didn't, perhaps he was a bit unrealistic during the jacket years about the level of investment needed to keep a team in the championship. Yeah. But, I mean, he, he funded Lomas, he funded Holloway. He, I think historically, we've probably got quite a high wage bill now. You look at the, for, for all the moaning about the quality of the squad, that it's pretty, I think it's pretty good for uh, Millwall standards. There's an article I was just reading before we started recording on News at Den where he's saying he's um, he's frustrated with the new Bermondsey regeneration that hasn't started. I I personally will be happy if it never started, <laughs> if it, they left it forever as the, <clears throat> the the car park and the light industrial units of the fish the fish dealer and the and the calf. And the kebab shop, and and the um the third. I mean, you know, I'm 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 all for looking forward and stuff, but I'm not sure we're going to need the thirty four thousand seats for uh, for a while. And um, those and, big uh, European nights, James, the big European <laughs> nights, mate. I just I just you know the the suspicion is is that whatever reassurances we're given, Millwall in the middle of a high 
quality residential redevelopment doesn't feel particularly um, <laughs> great match, really. No, no. I mean, we'll see. I mean, you know, it hasn't happened. I mean, it was um, three or four years now since we had the campaign to kind of um, include the club and, and still nothing nothing's happened. I mean, I, I would be honest, I would level with people. I, it wouldn't make me very happy if nothing ever happened at, at that little part of South I think Burnham. it will, though, because my, my, my eldest has moved up to Rotherhide and there's a lot of building going on around that whole yeah. area. Surrey Keys has been um, knocked down and they're going to put 3,000 flats there. So you oh, can are they? Yeah, so you can feel it. Move, I think the area will eventually go... But as poor old Berison said, he's 68 years old. He was 58, 50 when it started, <laughs> when the discussion started with uh, Peter de Savare and all that. So, uh, yeah. uh, you know. Anyway, we shall see. We'll look forward to next season, hopefully with a full uh, den. I mean, certainly season ticket sales seem to be going very, very well. Um, and if you do go on the website, it's not the easiest thing to, to navigate. I, I, you know, I'm not. I'm a boomer, but I, and I, I'd like to think I do know my way around a website. But it's not the easiest thing to find, James. I, the, no, I found I found it tricky. In fact, I, I managed to cock it up from one of my family members. So yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah, it, it's patience. Patience, or alternatively, and I, I will, can't recommend ringing up the. Uh, the there's a there's a, a ticket line ends in two thousand and four. I can't remember the rest of the phone number. Apologies, but the chap that I spoke to really, really helpful. Sorted me out. Managed to get the money transferred over from the credit to. So I I, I paid about three or four quid, I think, in the end. Um, really helpful. So I recommend ringing them up rather than trying to find your way through that um, a bog of a, of a website. Um, but uh, yeah, hats off to Mill Football Club for that for that gesture. Um, James, I just want to close. I know you're a bit. I saw one of your posts. You're going to Peckham Town. Um, I think the non-league game on on Saturday. Is it one of the twenty fourth of April? You're a bit of an aficionado of of local non-league clubs. Uh, Fisher, <laughs> I know that you you you. Are you calling me a nerd? <laughs> No, no, no. It's 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 excellent. I mean, not, not the non-league is the base of our I, game. I'm, no, I'm a big fan. I've had. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder at Fisher as well as uh, uh, St Paul's. Uh, rather, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a lot of uh, Millwall fans go along uh, there, and uh, it's uh, it's it's a it's a completely different scene. It's almost like a different sport, really. Uh, but it's. Uh, I, I went to. Um, I was I was chatting to somebody who goes home and away. Yeah. Uh, who on own off on um, Twitter and stuff, and uh, he he started going during lockdown, and he just said it, it helped him fall in love with football again. It's uh, interesting. That's interesting. Um, it's been a while since I've been to a non-league. I, mean, I, I will once the season starts. I'm going to try and get along to Fisher so we can catch up there one 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 game. Um, whether we'll, we'll get to the away games like we did last season or this, back when football existed properly, I don't know yet. We'll see how next season goes, but. Um, I certainly thought to get along to one or two local non-league games just to to check it out. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful scene, isn't it? I mean, it's 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 the it's the lifeblood of of the sport generally. It's, it, like the chap there said, it's why you why you why you follow the game non-league football. It's it's, it's just a exuberant. and you, you know you, you kind of you know it's not as stressful as watching Millwall. I mean, I don't, no. you know you don't get kind of drawn into the sort of psychodrama of it all and stuff, uh, which is good and bad really. But it's uh, it's interesting watching young players develop and hearing chatting to the, the coaching staff and uh, yeah, yeah. chatting to Gary Alexander when he brought his team down there um, to play. Uh, I think Glebe Town. I think Glebe. That's right, Mottingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's no, it's not, and it's you know you can you, you 
chat to the players and stuff. So it's very, it's a nice, nice scene. And the crowds really went up during lockdown at Fisher. But there was about, mostly Millwall fans. There was about yeah. 300 was the, the limit and they were getting up towards that by the end. And of course you can have a beer. You can stand, you can have a beer at the side of the pitch. It's at that level where that's, that's fine. Um, and when you stop and look, I mean, wherever, you know, the, the support was spread all over Southeast London, um, South Saint, all over, but wherever you are in, 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 in London, particularly, but elsewhere in the country, there's, there's normally there's a non-league club not far away from you. It's, it's actually this kind of um, unseen, un, un, under, 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 underbelly of the, of the game, really. It's, it's um, well, it deserves support as we come out of the pandemic, I think. I hope so, yeah. And uh, it's, it's brilliant going around to, you know, I went to Deal Town last year and uh, some place <laughs> called Kennington on the edge of Ashford and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Well, enjoy Peckham. That's, that's on the South Circle. I was just looking at that, that ground just before we it's came It's lovely. On. It's next to Dulwich Park. Yeah, um, Dulwich College around there, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, it's had a lot of investment in a man who owns uh, franchises for McDonald's uh, has poured a lot of money into okay. it. So it's, uh, it's a funny place. It's uh, got proper little stands and things. Uh, okay. Peckham Town, check it out, listeners, if you fancy a non-league game. I want to say a big thank you to James for taking time out your Saturday morning, mate. I really appreciate it today. Um, we'll see Good how the, the season drifts out. We're going to be coming back on Easter Monday with Stoke City away. Um, I won't mention what happens if we if we win because we're pretty closer closer to the top six. So I won't go on about that, Jay. Big thank you for joining me today, mate. It's, it's appreciated. Cheers, thanks. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. And we'll be back after the Easter Monday show. I'll be speaking to Stuart Mace in the aftermath of Stoke City versus Millwall. So until then, arriva dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Arriva Dutch Millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.